a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember them all either. They're just too numerous. (laughs) All I know is that if the trick-or-treaters of Rogue River want to get any candy from me, they better hurry because I am like a uh, roaring lion seeking candy bars to devour. And um, there may not be any left by the time (laughs) Halloween comes. You got uh, chocolate all over your face right now. (laughs) You know what the best candy bar is? Is the the Butterfinger, but here's the thing. Uh, yes, I was just thinking the Butterfinger. But you have to get the fun size. You see, the uh, the the peanut buttery goodness and chocolate uh, ratio is not is not proper in the full candy bar. Now the first <laughs> bite, the first bite is good because you got the chocolate on the end, the right? End cap. Yeah. Yeah, but then you get into the regular <laughs> bar, like hmm, this is too much Butterfinger. But the fun size, you have the chocolate cap on both on both bites. It's just delicious. It's great. Yeah, that's good. That's the kind of insight that everyone is tuned in for. <laughs> You're listening to Table Talk Radio, aside from... Uh, the fun size edition. <laughs> Besides the uh, wisdom of candy bar uh, yeah. delight. Just enough chocolate to make the... <laughs> what is the Butterfinger, anyways? I don't know. I don't know either. You probably don't want to know. It's kind of like when someone tells you what a hot dog is made out of. You're like, eh. Uh, I don't know. But, or how much show prep we did. <laughs> oh, really? Well, uh, we are, in fact, this is a... Uh, in fact, <laughs> speaking of show prep, this will be fantastic. All day long, we're going to be doing some, uh, you know, uh, Issues Etc. has their 24-hour live show. We have a 48-minute show of nothing but... Uh, <laughs> A bumper sticker, church sign, and fake book theology. That's all oh, we yeah. got going on. Facebook. Oh, sorry. What did you say? That must have been a Freudian slip. That was completely in- unintentional. Today's buzzword is Freudian slip. <laughs> oh, we are doing some emails just to appease the Calvinists. Are we? Uh, I was looking up all these bumper stickers. Good. I'm going to start with my buzzword, though. Ready? Ready. Justification. Justification. I'm going to read the definition of justification from the Augsburg Confession. It's just as if you never sinned. Is that Augsburg? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it says it like this. Although they teach that men cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merits, or works, but are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe that they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, who by his death has made satisfaction for our sins. 
This faith God imputes for righteousness in his sight. Romans 3 and 4. All right. <laughs> um, might be like... Okay. Good <laughs> morning. <laughs> 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 might, might be logical buzzard like for you. There's one I actually used in the sermon um, last Sunday, and that is opinio legis, which is a legis. Latin phrase for opinion of the law. Now, I think that this is really interesting, is that you go on the streets of uh, Denver or anywhere else, and you just ask people. But just for example, Denver. Denver, or wherever. Or anywhere. <laughs> anywhere like Denver. Denver. <laughs> or anywhere. <laughs> when you're saying anywhere, you don't really need a specific example. <laughs> Malaysia. You're not the moon. Or anywhere. <laughs> okay, but no, you talk to people and you ask them, okay, is there heaven? If there is, what does it take to get there? And unless the person you're talking to knows a little bit about Christian theology, otherwise the person will say, uh, "Yes, you have to be. You have to be good." If they say, "Yes, there's a heaven," then you have to be good to get there. Now, I think that is interesting because that shows us that sinful man—they uh, all, all, every human being—and because of his sinful flesh, has the same opinion of of uh, what it takes to get to heaven. Now, isn't that interesting? Because people are giving different. D- different answers like, um, oh yeah, you have to exercise at least three times a week to get to heaven, or you have to catch a skunk without it catch- without it spraying you. No, no, no. <laughs> it's always you got to be good. It's, it's it's always an answer of of morality. So, um, or you know uh, some variation uh, thereof. So I think that is that at least speaks to the fact that um, we know our, we ourselves know that we are in fact not good we, we are more and that we have we think that we have to strive to get there i think that's true i'm going to write that down yeah you might want to be taking notes of this I like the latin ones it's harder to sneak these guys through but it's true okay well let's go to the the email bag at uh, questions i was at thinking about my, radio. So andrew by the way was walking around last night i'm going to tell you a little opinio legis joke <laughs> ready get ready yeah i'm ready andrew's walking around and his um and his uh he's growing so that his pajamas his pajama legs are so short so i could see his his legs which are pretty skinny and i thought i'm going to give him a, an opinio legis an opinion of his legs uh. <laughs> See, the reason that's funny is... <laughs> right. Okay, you want an email? More of that from the Wolfmiller School of Hilarity. I don't think you should be telling jokes on Table Talk Radio. I don't think... Uh, if, if you tell too many jokes on Table Talk Radio, no one's going to be attending your uh, your seminar on how to be funny. It's marketing. It's marketing. No, you see, it's working against you, though. That's the problem. <laughs> the reason that's funny is because you're implying why jokes aren't funny. <laughs> Here's an email from Aaron. Dear TTR... Uh, Table Talk Radio, that's what that means. I've been avoiding listening to your show for as long as I could manage. I've listened to the weekly podcast of Pastor Wolfmuller's sermons for quite some time. My wife can attest to this. Sometimes I'd suggest we listen to the sermons in the car after dinner, and she still married me for this, for some reason. I first became aware of your show because my dad spoke with Pastor Wolfmuller at a worship conference in Seward and said he'd heard about your radio show. When my dad asked if Pastor Wolfmuller would tell him where to find it, he responded, No. I can't condone listening to that show. <laughs> I had I had a similar experience as I was going to the CLCC conference, and uh, 
and the guy was was promoting a bunch of just solid Lutheran radio shows. And then someone in, in the crowd said, "Hey, there's a Table Talk Radio too." And I said, "Hey, I think he's only promoting good radio shows." <laughs> That's right. This is true. All these people were trying to get me to actually tell them how to find the show, and I didn't. It's seriously bad. You would think that if of anyone who would promote the show, it would be the host, but they don't even do it. <laughs> Uh, Aaron continues, I began feeling hypocritical for being a member of the Table Talk Radio fanbook, Facebook fan page, but never listening to the show. So I took the plunge. Now, just a note about this. We have the Table Talk Radio fan page, which our goal is to have more fans than Kirk Cameron. And we're like three, no, 39,217 or so behind. So we're catching up, though. We're closing the gap on Kirk Cameron. Now, you don't have to be a listener to be a member of the Facebook fan page, and we know that because we have something like 700 and 800 or 9. I don't know how many fans we have there, and we only have 10 people that listen. So anyway, being a, listening to the show is not required. Correct. Anyhow, Aaron continues, I took the plunge. It was just as terribly Lutheran as I needed it to be. Thank you for being hypo-missional. <laughs> <laughs> And not using the baseline social narrative to explain to me that my real need is not better ways to go go be missional, but that I'm a sinner in need of Christ. Table Talk Radio will certainly be part of my Talk Radio playlist, and it'll be my go-to. When the other guy in Collinsville or those other guys in California have run out of the things to say for the day, my hour commute and to and from work. Keep up the great work, Aaron. Hey, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for writing us. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. We have about a minute and a half if you have another one. Um. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Not actually a question. We read that one already. Church sign. Tabletop radio fan. Hey, that's our verse. Uh oh. Here's one from our OCB official oh, Calvinist we, blogger, Ruben. Do we want to take that one on now? Okay. No. <laughs> Apparently mean, not. That was slightly <laughs> passive aggressive. I mean, I'm just. We got a minute and uh. Here's you know. a, here's another one. Okay. Hey, mediocre radio host. This is from Jeff. A friend of mine on Facebook linked to this blog post. I think it'd be a good for which latter or just a general discussion. It follows the conversion of a girl from a pro-life Christian to an advocate for abortion. I think there's some good points that can be taken from the article, such as how the Eighth Commandment was completely ignored by her pro-life Christian friends. It's also interesting how her youth Christian group was law-oriented, but only certain laws and not gospel-oriented, and this pietistic bent was ultimately her undoing. Instead of teaching her that we're all sinners deserving of eternal and temporal punishment, won by the blood of Christ and the cross, it seems that they were taught that the law was fulfillable. Anyways, I always thought it was an interesting thing. Interesting read. Keep up the satisfactory. Woo. Whoa, hold on. Take a, <laughs> take a step back there, Jeff. <laughs> Keep up the satisfactory. Ah, the pressure. <laughs> Keep up the satisfactory work, Jeff. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Now, we can respond to that, I think, without even reading the article, because that's how we roll around here. All right, 30, uh, just real quickly here. Oh, yeah. It's true that if we have the law as a keepable thing and we're using it, if we're using the the law to judge and tell how people are worse than us, then this is a misuse of the law. Remember the three misuses of the law thing? I yeah, let's get, let's get that after the break. Uh, I know this is crazy because you're just now listening, but here's our number, 1-800-385-SOLA. Give us a call, maybe, and uh, we'll talk to you on the air. Here's my number. Here's my number. So call me, baby. Hey, I just met you. <laughs> 
the bane of mystical subjectivism. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. You got a new bumper sticker on your car. You got a new bumper sticker on your car. It says Jesus is living in your heart, in your heart. Got a new bumper sticker on your car. For the rest of the show of Table Talk Radio, we're going to be playing uh, bumper sticker theology, church science theology, and lame book theology. But first, we need to go to Pastor Wolf there for the three. The three misuses of the law. Five illegal uses oh, five. of the law. Okay. I just did a Google search for illegal uses of the law. And what did you find? What was the, what was the number one result? Number one result, extreme theology. Hey. hey. Chris, Chris Roseborough. Is he still thing. doing that that uh, blog, Extreme Theology? I don't even know. The guy had like seven blogs at one time. I know. And that, then he just filters it all to his, his, uh, his uh, Pirate Christian Radio show, um, Fighting for the Faith. Apparently... Um he just so he put my article on his blog. I didn't even know about this. Anyhow, here's the here's the five illegal uses of the law. The Mary Kay use of the law, <laughs> or the cosmetic use, where all, the law is used to make me look good, cover all my blemishes. This is a makeup artist kind of thing. You know, Pharisee use. Outward appear beautiful, inward full of dead men's bones. Second illegal use of the law is the pedestal use. I place myself on the pedestal of good works in order to gain God's approval. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm a good person. Works righteousness. The parking validation use. <laughs> this is pretty clever. This is a long time ago. I can't hardly remember. How do I know I'm saved, that I'm a Christian, that the Lord loves me? Instead of looking to the gospel and the means of grace, the parking validation use of the law looks to my works and obedience to find the answer to these questions. <laughs> This illegal use of the law looks for comfort and consolation in good works. Fourth, the measuring stick use. The law always counts in measures. We misuse the law when we use it like a measuring stick to see how much better I am than you. I mean, it's unnecessary. Everybody knows the answer. And then the telescopic use. The telescope will help you see clearly things that are very far away. When we use the law like a telescope, we're examining the sins of others very closely while keeping a safe distance. This is similar to the measuring stick use. It's not comparing ourselves with sinners, but it's avoiding sinners. This misuse is often found in the pulpit where the law is preached about those other people out there, about the worldlings who are dead in their sin. The telescopic use forgets that we too are sinners, that Jesus came to earth for all sinners. The telescopic use gives the illusion that there is a holiness in distance and in separation. But the scriptures teach that holiness is only found in Christ. I suspect that last use, the telescopic use, is what was going on in this uh, youth group. Those sinners out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I do. Yeah. I know all about that, actually, to be honest. Yeah? <clears throat> oh, well, uh, let's play some uh, bumper sticker, church sign, theology, and uh, let's see what is this other one. And that's it, I guess. Facebook. Now, we have on our website at tabletalkradio.org the Table Talk Radio Worldview Catalog, which is always being uh, added to. Um, but we have... Uh, uh, oh, G- yeah. I should... <laughs> hey, that was a nice hint reminding me. Yeah. Google Docs. You know, it's, it's not so much of a hint now when you have to point it out. Like, it's, it's really being really <laughs> it's, nice to person. Like and then Wolf Mueller School of Passive Aggressivism. <laughs> Where every passive-aggressive hint is explained. <laughs> Point it out. <laughs> now, the reason that's funny is because it's a parallel to the... 
All right, all right. Let's, the other thing. let's just hit the first one. You can pull this up during the first uh, voicemail. Uh, get, call, call your bumper stickers and church signs in to 1-800-385-SOLA. Here's the first one. Uh, yeah, I've got a bumper sticker here. This is uh, after David Vandercook from Sealy, Texas. Uh, looking at this car in this parking lot, and it's got the, of course, the well-known Coexist bumper sticker. And then it has another one that's very similar to the Coexist bumper sticker that says Tolerance spelled out with many of the same symbols. And then it also has one that says, sure, you can trust the government, with a picture of uh, an Indian chief with full headdress. And then the other one that we found the most interesting says, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Well, that's too and complicated. And there's a picture of some, uh, I can't figure out who it is, some guy with an afro on the side there. But uh, anyway, uh, interesting combination there. Uh, hope you all enjoy that. Talk to you later. All right. Thank I'm you, Pastor. i write this one down for my sermon. This. <laughs> when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. The world. I got, I'll get it. Okay, no, I'm writing no. it shorthand here. Now, are the all these Just bumper stickers really consistent with each other? I, I think he was. I, I think he was saying these are all on the same bumper, weren't they? I think so. I <clears throat> excuse me. I bet you. Uh, I'll bet you this is a quote from some afro from the fellow with the. Did he say afro or or? Yeah. When the love Uh-oh. of power. Look, look Don't out. worry. I'll, I got the crack it's, research team it's, on it. It's here. not considered show prep if you're doing it during the show. Just so you know. Oh look, it's a song, Jimi Hendrix. I bet you didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix quote. So, uh, yeah, that's Jimi Hendrix with the big hair there, too. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Knowledge speaks, wisdom listens. Jimi Hendrix. I wonder if his, if his mom spelled Jimmy, J-I-M-I. Probably. Anyhow. Okay, so uh, coexist and tolerance, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've ever had the tolerance one, but I have seen it before. What percentage of bumper stickers do you think are the coexist bumper stickers? <laughs> I was thinking about that today, too, because it comes up a couple times in our voicemails today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the coexist has to have the has the majority. Uh, I, I shouldn't majority, but the, but the largest percentage of, of bumper stickers. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe oh. right right above uh, stuff happens or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, but the tolerance is the same idea that we should have uh, tolerance, and each letter of tolerance is spelled out with a religious symbol, meaning that um, we should not uh, say that one religion is better than the other. We should be tolerant of all. You're right. And then this power of love. I mean, this is just a, there's kind of a a great hippiness. Um, here, uh, to, to, to this. So, uh, that when the power of, I wonder what kind, now, did, did, uh, the pastor there in Texas tell us what kind of car this was on? No. Sometimes we need that context. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you, uh, why, why don't you, uh, issue your guess what, what car it was on? I'm gonna guess this car, <laughs> I'm gonna guess this car was on a, uh, 1986 Subaru hatchback. <laughs> That's what I used to drive, by the way. It was a 1982. We called it the Wolfmobile. <laughs> Voted best car. Have I told you about that car? It's really something. Huh? No. You have a picture? No. I, yeah, somewhere. It's in the yearbook. 
Mm. Anyhow, what about this quote here? This is the theological guts of this thing. We, what kind of what does the what worldview does this come from? When the power of love overcomes the love of power, then the world will know peace. Um, garbage in, garbage out. That's the garbage in, garbage out is the karma thing. There might be a little bit about that. Um, the world is getting better. I'm the proof that's evolution. God is danger. This is, I think this is going to be, um, it's probably going to go under the, I mean, there should be a kind of a hippie worldview. Um, (laughs) is that, um, the ever expanding table doc radio worldview catalog adding today. The what would the hippie worldview be? Uh, which is, I mean, this is just a, I mean, hey, this dude. is just a, a hippie sort of thing. That, um, that, uh, um, uh, that, uh, how would this be? Peace is possible through pacifism. Um, it's kind of a pacifistic sort of thing. Uh-huh. Anti-violence. I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of violence. You're not yeah. pro-violence then. I'm not pro-violence, but you know Luther talks about how war, how we have to have war, and Jesus Himself says there will be wars and rumors of wars even to the end. I mean, it's just part of the way that this world goes. Now, now this, this kind of, um, if we all would sit around and smoke the peace pipe and everything would be, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I got to work on that. A, a pacifistic, anti-violence, hippie worldview. I gotta work on it. come up with something catchy. I'm sure it'll come to me after we do this next one. Okay, uh, you have the next one. Sure. I'm looking on our Facebook fan page, where we have 711 members. Wow. Huh. That's significant. That's uh, uh, 710 more than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seen on a church sign, happiness is an unexpected hug. <laughs> Is there a category for just plain old cheesiness? No, we have a we have the nice thing about the Facebook Facebook fan page is everyone can jump in on this sort of thing. So we have a couple comments. Uh, one for Jeffrey says, "Or a bloody nose." <laughs> Stan says, "Hmm, no matter who's giving it or what their motive is, wow." And Kurt says, "Happiness is a Carl's Jr. breakfast biscuit." <laughs> oh. Pretty good. The what do we say? The most persevering listeners in radio, right there. I know it. I know it. They got to do something to blow off steam. Apparently, they come over <laughs> here to the Facebook fan page. Happiness is an unexpected hug. Now that's a church sign. Now we don't think that church signs come from a person's worldview in the same way uh, as a, uh, as the same way as a bumper sticker does. A church sign is a different sort of confession than a bumper sticker. Have we sorted that out yet? Well, yeah, I think so. Um, Usually the church sign, the the idea behind a church sign was that if people could just read a a one-line message, then they'll want to come to our church. Right, right. The the big assumption with the church sign is that this world is a dry and humorless place. (laughs) If only I could insert a pun or two. Yeah, bro. Yeah, right. the church. But I think that does reveal a little bit about their theology. You can say this is uh, the line that they need to understand to, so that they'll get in their church. And that, that so that's what we're really revealing in the church sign. Well, we need to hit a commercial break, and then we'll be right back for more church signs and bumper stickers.
Table Talk Radio. The answer is always the gospel. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, playing uh, Church Sign, Bumper Sticker, and My Face Theology. Next up, we're going to hear again from our voicemail system at 1-800-385-SOLA. Here it is. Hey there, this is Nathan from Texas again. Saw this driving on the way to church. Uh, one, uh, a white car with the bumper sticker Coexist and an Episcopal Church logo. Yeah, I guess I really shouldn't be surprised by that. Anyways, thank you. Love the show. Bye. Okay, so do you want to explain why uh, one would not be surprised by that? Or why you first explain why which one should be? <laughs> should well, be go ahead. You, okay. you take this one. <laughs> well, I'll explain why someone should be surprised by that, and then you, you explain why maybe someone wouldn't be. Uh, so someone who is... Uh, a member of the Episcopal Church should probably believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. At least that's what Jesus says. And since uh, those in the Episcopal Church um, uh, hear from Jesus, <laughs> you would think that they would believe it. But the, co- the coexist bumper sticker goes completely contrary to the words of Jesus there. Now, yeah. Pastor Wilfer, tell us why someone might not be surprised by those two bumper stickers in the same There, there is a, I mean, there's a, oh, it's, it's, the, it's the mark of modern theology. I mean, the mark of modern theology is that anything offensive is removed, right? Hmm. So now, well, I mean, which is amazing, because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And we hear that, and we say, God be praised. It's marvelous good news. But the liberal hears that, and they say, well, what about someone who doesn't come through Jesus? That's crazy uh, to say that there's only one way to get into heaven. That's too... Intolerant, I guess, would be mm-hmm. the word for it. That's too mean. Yeah, it's too damning. You're, you're, you, you, we have to agree with you if we want to get eternal life. That's offensive to me. I think all roads lead to heaven. Right. Etc. I, I've found that um, one of the main themes in liberal theology is that what love is is to be non-offensive. So that uh, if I say you can't come to communion, then I'm not being loving. If I say that uh, you're in sin, you need to repent, then you're not being loving. But look, this is the exact opposite thing. Um, uh, suppose a child is reaching for the hot burner stove and you slap his hand. Oh, well, that wasn't very loving to slap his hand. Um, so uh, j- just because, uh, well, let me put it this way. Sometimes the most loving thing to do is hard and it offends um, but that is the very nature of the cross. The cross offends. It's a stumbling block. And um, and that the cross is the most loving thing we've ever seen. Now watch. Here, here's, I'm going to give you a, a picture, a word picture. I'm going to paint it for you. Thank you. Close your eyes. With Imagine a colors. huge desert. Okay. And in the middle of this desert is a, is, a, is a city, and around the city is a huge wall, 100 feet tall, thick. 
and and there and this wall surrounds the city where you want to go in and there's a door there and it's not very big but it's you can walk through it it's a, just there's a door there and and on this 100 foot wall all over there's arrows pointing to the door and it says this way in all the way all around the whole city arrows are pointing to this door come into the city through this and there's no there's no lock on the door there's no nothing you just walk into the this way and someone walks up and they're standing 20 feet to the left or east or west, I can't. I can't see how it is in your imagination. Anyway, they're 20 feet away from the door, and you're about to walk in the door, and you see them there, and you say, "Hey, why aren't you going to come in?" And they're like, "I want a door to be right here." <laughs> well, well, the door's not there. It's over here. No, I want a door to be right here, and they just start slamming themselves into the wall. I want a door to be here. There's got to be a door to be here. I want to get into the city this way. Well, that's not how you get in. Then another person comes along and they say, no, I want a, I want a door to be up there. And they start running and jumping and throwing themselves at the wall. And another person starts digging under the wall. And another person starts to climb up the wall. And they fall off, you know. And everyone's trying. I want to get into this city the way that I want to get into this city and not through the door. Well, what? That's just insane. The door is there, and everything points to the door. And you go and you kill yourself to go in because you don't want to go in that way. You have a different idea about where the door should be? It's ridiculous. By the way, in my imagination, there were butterfingers on the inside of the door. <laughs> now, uh, now we also have this uh, parable of the wedding garment, which I think relates. So, so here, here the, uh, uh, the, the, the wedding banquet is going on, and none of the invited guests come. You know, those who, uh, who would be invitees to the, to the king's wedding, they don't come. And so he says, just go out to the highways and byways. So you're bringing in all these people who would normally not get such an invitation uh, to, to the wedding banquet. But then what happens? Uh, now, the, the cultural key here is that uh, when you go to a wedding banquet, the, the host would provide the wedding garment. You'd be, you'd be given the, the robe to wear. But what, what happens? They, they find this, this guy, and here he was invited to the, the wedding banquet, but he says, no, I, I'm not going to wear wear that robe i'm i'm gonna be a, a member of the guest but i'm gonna or a, a member of the banquet a, a guest of the banquet but i'm gonna do it on my terms i'm gonna wear my own robe i don't want i don't want yours and what happens to this man he's thrown out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth look jesus uh is the way the truth and the life and and we have we have salvation on his terms because he is god and and he is the one who's laid down his life for us uh, we can't have it on our terms. No, ma- no matter how bad you want a door, thirty feet to the left or west or east, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. right. You have another one. Hey, this yeah, this worldview, by the way, is going to either fall under the coexist all dogs go to heaven worldview, mm. or the fill in the blank Jesus. It could also go into the God is a super nice guy bumper sticker worldview catalog. Mm-hmm. Those are all related to one another. Right. One okay. worldview for every bumper sticker. I got another one. Yeah, I got another one. Dear Pastors Wolfmuller and Giglin. Googling. Sick. Well, uh, that means misspelled. <laughs> While driving by a local Unitarian, quote, church, we noticed there was quite a crowd of cars. Returning home, we saw the sign explaining the unusual amount of activity. We would have posted the pictures on Facebook, but I really wanted Pastor Googlin to see them also. Uh, thanks for your mediocre radio. You're welcome. I listen to your show using the Android app. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. My drive to work is only about 25 minutes, so I never hear an entire show in one sitting. God be praised. That's the editorial comment. A person can only stand so much. Jenny. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that uh, someone has found the, the pause button on their Android app. You remember when you were playing that and you couldn't figure out how to shut it off, so you just had to listen to Table Tech Radio for the whole hour? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's man. right. I want to go to sleep. Shut this thing down. Turn off my phone. Turn it on. It's still going. Oh, that's great. Anyhow, here the uh, sign says Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. Not church fellowship, and then over over the sign is a banner that says Pagan Pride Day. <laughs> I can't even figure that out. South Carolina Upstate Pagan Pride Day. Yes, I remember that now. I can't find it in my email now, but I do remember that that one coming in. Yeah, good thing I'm here for you. Now I'll tell you what uh, this. You know, we normally we th- there's two different working definitions of the word pagan. Uh, I went to school with a guy whose last name was Pagan, and he says it's Pagan. <laughs> Anyhow, that's a third definition. Two different. Now, normally when we Christians say Pagan, what we mean is someone who's godless, which is uncared, doesn't have doctrine. They're they're an unbeliever, this sort of thing. But Pagan is actually does mean something. Uh, it I mean it is a it is a worldview, its own little thing, and it and I mean I I don't know. I, I I don't know enough about it to give a solid definition, but it I mean it's the ancient kind of Celtic r- religion that understands uh, that the world is a uh, is an emanation of um, uh, of God, and that there's all sorts of gods and spirits all around. So um, so pagan does mean something. This is going to be. I wonder if we had a have a paganism worldview on here. I don't know. It's not evolution. It's not, you know, I mean, pagans, they, they, they would have this idea. I mean, they would, uh, it would, there would be a lot of nature worship involved. Some pagans would believe in, you know, spirits being behind the trees and sprites and all this sort of stuff. Uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of witchcraft comes out of uh, a paganism with the herbs and the, and the different elements and things like this. So if I remember correctly, the picture um, of the Pagan Pride Day had all the religious symbols on it. They had the Trinity symbol and it had all the others. So what what they're saying is that uh, look, we observe all gods in the sense of you know pagan. That no, I don't. I, it might be. I mean, but no, I don't. I think these different symbols that they have. So here's a Egyptian eye symbol, and then you have the pentagram, and then you have the lion, and I think these are all different symbols. Uh, for various different pagan cults. No, but you have the Trinity on there. No, I, I well, maybe because you have the circle with the three leaves kind of interweaving like this, the Celtic sort of symbol. But I'm not sure that that's a tr- intended to be a Trinitarian symbol. Hmm. It's not a cross. And then you have you have the moon, but it's not the Islamic moon. It's it's the crescent moon and the full moon and then the other crescent moon. So you got to mean something. Hmm. Uh, I think these are all different, various pagan symbols. Don't worry. I'm going to get the crack research team on it right now. All right. Well, why don't you uh, send that to me during the break since I can't find it, and then uh, I'll be in the loop too. Yeah. We'll be right back after this commercial break. One more segment of this disaster of a radio show with (laughs) church sign, bumper sticker, and fake book theology, uh, status theology, is that what it is? The statuses? Anyway. Give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Also, check out our merchandise shop at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We're not dealing with the planet 
here's your sign. Here's your sign. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Serious theology. Seriously bad hosts. Do the bumper stickers on your car yeah, say a lot, buddy. a lot about who you are, who you're not? <laughs> Pastor Wolfmiller's favorite song in the world. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, all right, so we are here and fully informed now. So, Pastor Wolfmiller, give us the report. This is a what are we? Oh, what are we talking about? There's, oh yeah, Pagan Day. Pagan Day. I know all about pagans now. It's Pagan Day, don't you know? Pagan. <laughs> we got a whole list of uh, pagan bumper stickers too, by the way. Born okay the first time it says. <laughs> we had that one on this this show before. We did. Mm-hmm. Christianity has pagan DNA. There's another one. Yeah, all these symbols we figured out, even this Trinitarian symbol, is a pagan symbol. Hmm. Uh, so this is um, yeah. All right. Crunched. All right, let's uh, be which. Now I was. You were. Were we trying to figure out? Um, we were trying to figure out a worldview for the paganism, and I think it's the worldview. I love your cat. Take it how you will. I love your cat. I'm gonna write that down here. I'm not gonna explain why that one's funny. I am gonna write it down. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna go to the next one then. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Hi. Church sign. Baptist church. It says, baptism is faith in action. Thanks. Bye. Oh, nice. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> oh, okay, so baptism is faith in action. I guess that is pretty consistent with the Baptist Church, so uh, no surprise there. Um, of course, the question is, is baptism law or gospel? Yep. And, uh Yeah. That's right. So this is a, the pure law answer. I mean, they they're so clear about this. It's helpful. I don't. It's weird that the Baptist Church, by the way, calls themselves Baptist when they believe that baptism is the first act of obedience. We should call the Baptists instead of calling them the Baptists. We could call them the first act of obedience. Yes. <laughs> Which is what they're saying. That's what they think about it. Anyway, it's true. Uh, yes, baptism. The Bible teaches is God's work. He baptizes. Um, it's the washing of water by the Word, through which Jesus makes us Christ holy. His, Christ makes his church holy and perfect without blemish. Ephesians five. Uh, so it's His name that we are baptized into in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the baptism forgives sins. Be baptized and have your sins washed away. Uh, Paul preaches, and uh, Peter preaches the same thing. Uh, Arise and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, Acts chapter 2. So that baptism saves, 1 Peter 3. Not This is not an act of obedience. It's an act of God. So, uh, would this be Dynamite Jefferson's worldview, or would this be a uh, little less conversation, a little more action? Pietism? Pietism. Oh, Gar- garbage in, garbage out. It's not really karma. Decisionism is what it is. I mean, it's it's kind of a. You need to work on this catalog. It's completely insufficient. Yeah, no one ever confessed the sufficiency of the worldview catalog. <laughs> That's true. This has been a working in progress since decision. It's advent. Yeah, since every. <laughs> but remember, do you not remember the conversation that we had? Some ten minutes ago, where we said that church signs are not expressions of worldview, but rather theological expressions. Oh, fine. But we, right, we, 
They're so thin. I'm taking off this Christians are punny, by the way, off of the worldview catalog. No, I like that one. I'm moving it on to the church sign catalog. Oh, you're dividing it. Which is different. Christians are punny, by the way. (laughs) Church sign. Don't mind me. All right. Do you want me to do another one, or do you have one there? Yeah, do another one. We're going to run out of the audio. We were supposed to do like 20 of these things. Let's keep these things cranking out. All right, here's another one. Hi, this is your uh, Iowa 15-year-old listener. Uh, my yeah. name is Isaiah, by the way. I uh, don't know why I didn't mention that before. But I'm just calling in to report some bumper stickers. Uh, so Get your go. pen ready. Uh, the first one I saw was, next time you think you're perfect, try walking on water. Um, yeah. Another one I saw in uh, Pastor Wolfmuller's uh, backyard, uh, on my way to Aurora, uh, it was uh, on the back of a minivan. Be your own goddess. And you always talk about the uh, bumper sticker context. And uh, the ever-popular coexist bumper sticker was there with be your own goddess. So uh, I think the I don't know what that coexist means, bumper sticker spawns other bumper stickers. I think it's I think That's the, the coexist first one. is like the gateway <laughs> bumper sticker. <laughs> And then you get hooked. <laughs> so when you see multiple bumper stickers, you look for the, the mother of the bumper stickers to coexist. Yeah. Predict which one was first. And once you once you yeah, that's right. Once you go once you kind of break that barrier and you put it's like getting your first tattoo. Yeah, it's like I, I so I've been told. <laughs> so it's like once you make the decision to devalue your car by, by putting adhesive uh, labels on it. Then, you, then you're okay with doing it more with other adhesive worldview expressions. That's right. Okay, well, th- there's more here. And then uh, another one, uh, Jesus is the answer. And I guess, uh, Pastor Wolf Miller, this would probably go along with your hypothesis that questions are already law, are always law, and the answer is always gospel. Uh, I don't know uh, what you have to say about that. Um, and then there was a, a license plate I saw the other day, and I don't know if it's theological or I just misread it or what. Uh, it said P-H-S-I-S-G-B. And what I took that to mean was the Holy Spirit is God or something something like that. Um, I don't know if that's what it is, but I uh, uh, just thought it was kind of interesting. So uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks. Isaiah. Thank you, Isaiah. All right. So uh, let's take these one at a time. Next time you think you're perfect, try walking on water. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> what do we, uh, That's a little bit snarky, but it is the, I don't know if it's a God is, um, God is dangerous sort of thing. Uh, uh, you're a dummy. I wonder what, I, that should be it. You're a dummy. This is, uh, I mean, it's the the idea, of course, is that Jesus walked on water because he's perfect. Nobody else is perfect, and you prove it by walk on, walking on water. I used to say that all, on the days when everyone was wearing uh, that, uh, what would Jesus do, uh, bracelet, you know? Remember everyone had? <laughs> he would and walk I'd on always water. Would say, I, would, I would always say, man, I wish there was a lake around here. <laughs> <laughs> Send people over the or, pier. Or some water. Hey, I could go for some wine right now. Could you do me a favor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jesus was unique. That's true. I'm not sure what uh, uh, bumper sticker. That, I mean, what worldview that kind of fits into. Next time you're, per- it's like I'm going to use the perfection of Jesus to insult you. 
Well, it is trying to put someone in their place if they think that they're perfect, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, using using the um, incarnation of Christ uh, as law, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. That's right. A slight confusion of law and gospel. Sort of. Okay. Um, we talked already about the... <laughs> Be, be, be your, your own, own goddess. goddess with the coexist bumper sticker. That's the I love your cat worldview. <laughs> <laughs> On the minivan, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. The, <laughs> okay, now this is an interesting conversation. Jesus is the answer. Now, yes. Now, I think we need to have a, just a quick clarification because your hypothesis was that um, questions without the answers um are always stay in the law because you have to have the yes. answer. Yeah, that's right. I noticed that when I noticed guys ending their sermons with questions, and it and, it, and never was it good news. <laughs> it, was, it was just impossible. Right. You can't. It's. A, I mean, I suspect it might be possible to end the sermon with a question that is also gospel, but it would be a question where the answer is implied, like. He who did not spare his own son, how will he not also together with him give you all things? Now, that's gospel because you say, oh. He will give he you will. things. He yeah. will. Yeah, it's implied. But a real question, like, what are you going to do about it? That's <laughs> 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 law. Jesus did this for you. What are you going to do for him? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> okay. So now, theological we, karma. We do have uh, the, uh, the liner that I actually played in this show earlier uh, today. That um, the answer is always the gospel. Now that is to, just to be clear that not all answers are the gospel. Then, of course, um, but I think what we're saying by that liner uh, is that um, uh, that that the gospel is the answer uh, to whatever our our problem is, and that is that is to say that uh, sin is the source of all of our problems. Because uh, sometimes you come across these people um, who don't like to talk about uh, sin and forgiveness that, forgiveness that much. And so then they start uh, psychology psychology in their uh, sermons um, because they think that the gospel has no relevance to, to people's lives. And what we, I think what we're asserting by that liner is saying, hey, look, um, the answer is the gospel because your problem is your sin. Is that right? Uh, I actually don't have any idea what we mean by that bumper sticker. I think that was one that, that you, you came up with. I think that you should probably uh, it know. Is? Yeah. Oh, forget it. <laughs> But yeah, that's right. We want to always, I mean, the point of this, we always always want to come back to the gospel. I mean, that's the Lord, that the Lord's solution for our trouble is the gospel. That's true. So I, says, I suspect the answer is always Jesus, uh, although it might depend on the question, like, who are you voting for? Or what do you need <laughs> me to pick up at the grocery store? I guess that does depend on the question. <laughs> Jesus? I'm gonna I'm gonna write the in Jesus story? on the on the ballot next Tuesday. Oh man! Hey, are, are, did you get an absentee ballot? How are you gonna vote if you're over in Germany? Yeah, we got absentee. We're all filled in. And Germany? What are you talking about? Greece and Turkey? Oh, we'll be there when this show right. comes on. That's right. By the way, I think on the way out, T H S I S G D. That's this is good. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like decoding uh, driver's plate things that don't have any vowels in it. You've been listening to Table Talk <laughs> Radio. Vowels, the views like expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. 
or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.